One of the things I say often, and I catch myself, it's muscle memory, is I say statements like this. I say, come on, let's go after God. Come on, let's go after him. You ever, you ever heard me say that maybe several times? Come on, let's go after God. And tonight, I want to take that phrase and I want to break that down on what it really means to go after God. Do you understand that when we say that word, go after God, it literally means like we're chasing after him. Like if I had someone on the stage and I, they were up here, I would literally be running after them. Like I'm going to tackle them. I'm going to apprehend them. I'm going to grab them. I'm going to jump on their back and have a piggyback ride. Like to go after someone literally is to chase after them. And I think, I think that when I say that word, come on church, let's go after God. I hope, Jonathan, that you can have that visual in your head that we are running and chasing and sweating after him. But also that phrase, it also brings up a placement that if we're going after God, it's simply saying that he's first and we're second. That when we look, when we look unto God, we can't even see ourselves. We see the image of God. We see the greatness of God. And we are hidden in the shadows of who he is. So when I go after God, I am literally chasing after him, but I'm also saying that I'm in second place, that he's Eddie in control and he holds the keys and he is narrowing my path, that he is number one in my life. I'm going after God. But it's also, it's also an oxymoron. Ricky, you didn't even know I knew that big of a word with that many syllables, but it literally is an oxymoron because it's almost as if when my kids were little, once you see a picture of my kids when they were little, this, this was about the age when my kids used to like to play hide and go seek or a game that you play when it's a kid, tag or chase, right? When it's this game of boom, you're it. And someone starts running around and chasing the other person. And at this age, not now, my daughter turns 17 tomorrow. My son just turned 14 and they're too cool now to play hide and go seek or chase or tag. But when they're this little, they're all about it. You know what I found out is, is that when we say we are going after, chasing after God, it's almost as if I'm playing tag with my kids because when my kids were little, it was more about this, watch this, that they wanted for me to come find them. It wasn't about Tyson lurking through the closets and finding dad like he thought he was special. No, 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 no. It was actually the opposite. It was Tyson wanted dad or mom to come find him. Because watch this, when they were found, there was a big tickle fight at the end. When they were found, there were big hugs and kisses at the end. When they were found, there was an intimate moment between mom and dad. The chase was really about not them catching me, but the chase was about me catching them. And so when I get up here and I yell phrases like, come on, let's go after God, it's an oxymoron because it's really more about us. The main point, the main point is that it's really about us stopping, falling on the ground and saying, God, now you can have every part of me. You can tickle me, as creepy as that sounds. You can tickle me. You can hug me. You can embrace me. God, what I'm simply asking is, is that you would take time with me. She would take time with me. 
So when I say come after God, I'm simply saying that we need to take on this chase after him. So what's the importance of the chase? The chase is, is that when we really do have this moment with God, that we walk away completely changed. Because there is never a moment in our life when we encounter God that something doesn't change. Even in simple movement moments of worship, I bet you if you really press your focus and intention upon God, I bet there's something he says to you. I bet there's something you feel inside of you that you walk away saying, I, I got to do this. I, I've got to change this. I've got to repent here. There's something in my life. There's something in our lives when we encounter God and we chase after him that must change. The crazy part is, is that this chase, this wrestling match is actually already over before it even starts. You see, the, we, we think we're going to get into this wrestling match, Trevor, with God and that we're going to have some sort of power to overtake him and tell him all our problems. And God, this is this, this and this. And like we're going to re get, get his response and he's going to change his mind. You see, God doesn't change his mind. What changes when we come after God is us. We are the ones that change. And what we find out is that God simply has already won the battle. The wrestling match is over. He's got the keys to death, hell, and the grave and it's over so as we chase after him and we fight for the attention we have to already know in our minds the change is near the change is here as we wrestle with him i want to tell you tonight out of scripture the greatest wrestling match in all recorded in the bible in Genesis chapter 32, we hear about a young man named Jacob. Everybody say Jacob. Jacob was on this journey to find his brother Esau. In fact, there was some tension between Jacob and Esau. And the Bible actually categorizes the top. It says Jacob is actually fearful and afraid of Esau. So there was this confrontation that was coming and in the midst of a dysfunctional relationship. And Jacob was trying to do all the things that you and I try to do. Jacob was trying to appease him with gifts and by his love. We try to do that with each other and we also try to do that with God. He tried to get all alone and he split the family camp into two to try to preserve himself, protect himself, and even his own belongings and family. Because he said, if Esau's so mad at me, he's gonna come and overtake. But if I split in two, if I split in two, then one half will at least be accounted for and recover. Jacob tried to do all these things and one night the Bible says that he pushed all his wives and children across the Jabbok River. And it was crazy because we think of like this big river, like the Red River, right? Or the Mississippi River. But most scholars believe it was such a small little river that his family, his sons and daughters could have crossed so easily on their own. And the Bible says as he pushed them over, that in verse number 20, uh, 24, it says, and Jacob was left alone. After he pushed them all across, it says that he was left all alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. And when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket. And Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. You've read this before. And he said unto him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. He said, then your name shall no longer be Jacob, 
for it shall become Israel, for you have striven with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. And he says, why is it that you asked my name? There he blessed him. So Jacob then called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God now face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose up, and it passed away, and there was a, a, a reminder to them of the people of Israel to never eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of that thigh. This is the greatest wrestling match recorded in all of Scripture. There's a couple of things tonight that I wanted you to see out of this passage of Scripture that can really, I believe, apply to us in our wrestle and our pursuit after God. I just felt like tonight as I was preparing that there's some people in this house that are in the middle of a wrestle. There's some things you're trying to figure out and get to the bottom of. And what I want you to understand is that tonight, number one, in the middle of this wrestling match, we wrestle alone. We're by ourselves. Oh, we, we are affected by our grandmother's prayers. We are partnered with a husband and wife that can help us through it. But real change in our lives only comes from within, from us. The counselor can tell you how to do it. Your mental health coach can tell you how to do it. Your wife or husband can yell at you until they're blue in the face. But the only way we overcome obstacles and situations in our lives is wrestling with God alone. At the end of the day, it comes down to me and how I'm going to respond. And the weapons I'm going to take up to fight with to overcome the things that are in my life, we wrestle alone. Number two, I want you to understand that out of this wrestling match, I'm not going to be long tonight, that out of this wrestling match is that what? We have to prepare. We've got to get ready to rumble. That out of this wrestling match, we see that Jacob actually held on so long that this man he was wrestling with, some people thought it was an angel, that this man slash angel that he was wrestling against saw that he couldn't even overtake Jacob. And what a powerful, what a powerful illustration of the power that you and I have in our lives. Literally, he's wrestling against an angel, maybe? It says that Jacob had enough power inside of him to withstand him, and he saw that day was about to break. And what happened? He said, let, let, let go. And the angel touched the hip socket that was in his body. So we have to be ready to rumble. Amen? Number three, I simply see this, is that we have to understand, Nicole, that the secret weapon in the middle of our wrestle is simply this attitude, never let go. I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to let loose, but I'm going to hold on. This is the secret strategy, whether you're praying for a lost son or a lost granddaughter. This is the secret strategy in your middle of a job confusion. This is the strategy in the middle of a marriage complication. This is the strategy when you're going through hard physical ailments and difficulties in your life. This is your strategy when you're praying for a grandpa or grandpa who's going through all kinds of uh, uh, physical things. The strategy is simply what we see out of Jacob. We will hold on and never let go. We're going to hold on and never let go. And yet so many of us, don't we? we? We tend to let go before the break of dawn. And we miss the victory. We miss the win. We miss the trophy. But Jacob shows us out of this passage tonight that if we will hold on, there will be what? A blessing. 
Isn't it crazy that Jacob got the blessing because he'd already cheated for it before, didn't he? He'd already deceived his brother. He'd already stolen the birthright. He'd already done so many things out of trickery and deception. And yet here he was one last time fighting and contending with God for this final peace upon his life. And isn't it ironic that out of Jacob, him becoming Israel, that out of that, the 12 tribes of Israel would be set up. Why? Because there was a man who was going to never let go. Mm, What a statement to you and I tonight. No matter what you're going through, cancer may be knocking on your family's door. Heartache and pain may be knocking on your family's door. Divorce may be knocking on your friend's door. But if we will hold on, come on somebody, if we will hold on and not let go, we will see the blessing, we will see the blessing, we will see the blessing begin to show up in our lives. This is the fourth thing, the fourth thing I wanted you to see tonight is that when we do wrestle with God, we see that there is identity transformation. There's identity change. You see, out of the story, we see Jacob's former name meant what? It meant he was a supplanter, he was a deceiver, he was what? He was someone that tricked people into all these things. And if you look at the rest of his life, the beginning of his life, Roosevelt, you see that everything he did matched up to his name. But there was something that happened that out of that blessing moment in the midnight hour when God simply transformed everything, moved his hip, as he moved his hip, he moved his life. He says, no longer will you be a deceiver, a supplanter, a tricker, but now, now you're going to be Israel, which means prevails and wins with God, which means power with God, which means contender and fighter. You have proven, Jacob, that there has been a transformation in your heart and life. And from this day forward, we see Israel living out, walking out, living out a whole different type of lifestyle and behavior. Those old things had gone away, and now a new, a new man had risen up. And God said, actually, out of him, I want to bless the nations because of your grandpapa Abraham and because of your daddy. And out of you, Jacob, Israel, I'm going to establish the 12 tribes under you. Wow. Because of one wrestling match. This is what I believe the Lord told me tonight. I know no one's jumping upside down right now, but there's a couple of you back here have fallen asleep. I'm about to come back there and wake you all up. But this is, what I, this is what I feel like God was telling me tonight, that there's so many of you in this room tonight that you're wrestling with something and you're on the verge of letting go. But if you will hold on, if you will hold on in the midnight, I don't know what you're wrestling with. In fact, we don't have time to take the microphone and get all your stories, but this is what I know, is that if you will hold on in the midnight hour, there is a blessing coming your way. If you hold on in the midnight hour, there is a transformation identity change coming inside of you and God is ready to wake you up and change your name and your identity and if you will let him take control of your life you'll wake up a new person and the last thing is the best of all James Homewood will you just say real loud best of all this is the best of all this is just weird tonight is everybody all right is it, is it the music back here putting everybody to sleep? Let's just shut that off for a little bit. I got to wake these people up. Do you already have too much turkey for the, uh, like the holiday? Because this right here is the greatest point of this whole story is, is this, is this. We see in this story the wrestling match with Jacob and this man. We see all the way back in Genesis the New Testament good news funneled all the way back to an Old Testament story. 
I've told you this time and time before that if you really, if you really start to dive back into the Old Testament, you'll see the gospel already in Joshua. You'll see the gospel already in Numbers. You'll see the gospel already in Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Genesis. You, you'll see the gospel in Ezra, in Nehemiah, in Psalms, in Proverbs. And you think the gospel in Jesus and the cross is all just in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But when you really start to pave back into the Old Testament, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is threaded through all of it. The red ribbon, the red line is actually shifting through all the scriptures and pointing to us of where Jesus is. And in this story, the wrestle, in Genesis chapter 32, we see Jesus right there. Why? Because the man wasn't an angel. Most scholars actually believe that this man was a member of the Godhead that then birthed out this son, Jesus Christ. So it's actually related that Jacob was wrestling with Jesus himself. All the way back into Genesis chapter 32, and here we see a beautiful conversion of what you and I have gone through at some point in our life, whether it was at a vacation Bible school, whether as a youth camp, or whether it was right here in Sunday morning on an Easter service, whatever it was that time you converted, when you transformed, we see it all the way back as Jacob wrestled with God and his old nature went away and the new nature came in. We see this transformation in him when the Son of God came down and pushed away all the possessions and pushed away all the family and friends and Jacob was all alone with nothing to hold on to there was no identity in him God stripped him of all of that and gave him a new name and a new identity and he walked away as someone who prevails and wins with God someone who walks away and has power with God and here in this cute little story we see the gospel showing up and salvation is even in the beginning as the same way it is in the end and that's the beauty of this Bible and this story that God's message has never changed that he wants all to come to repentance. He wants all to come unto salvation. And it was in the beginning, starting with the ark. It was in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. And it's all the way into the new heavens and the new earth in Revelation chapter 22. It's all there threaded. And the story is loud and clear that if you and I will simply wrestle through the things and the muck and the junk that we're in, hold on, God will bless us. He would change us and he would transform us. Come on, everybody, stand up on your feet tonight. Stand up on your feet tonight. This is how I want to close. You can start playing again. Tonight, I want to have prayer for three areas. It's maybe the weirdest service we've ever had up in here. Doug, I'm going to talk to you and find out what went on tonight. Tonight, I want to pray for three things. I'm going to ask you to come to the front. We're going to have a time of prayer. Tonight, there are some of you in this room that you haven't even started wrestling yet. You haven't even got the spandex on, Chris. You haven't even bought your ticket to the WWE wrestling match, but you know, listen to me, you know that there is something inside of you that needs to change. Whether it's you finding Christ for the very first time and getting saved, someone online, you finding Christ for the very first time and you getting saved, or there's something in your life, there's a root, there's an issue, there's an addiction, there's something in you that you know you've got to wrestle through and it's not going away on its own. You've read some self-help book, you watch some YouTube videos, and it just seems to not be going away. And the only way to see all of it gone is through the blood and the body and the salvation of Jesus Christ. You haven't even started the wrestling match tonight. You're saying, Kyle, I know, I know. 
I got, I got to get the wrestling. I got to get the wrestling. If that's you, would you just come? You don't even have to bow your head and close your eyes or do some sort of backward dance. You get up here to my right and your left right now. Just my right, your left, right in this area. Just right here. Just right here. You're saying, Kyle, I need to wrestle with something. I need to wrestle with something right here. You're right here, right here tonight. We got time. We got time. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's a second group of you. You're here tonight and you're in the middle of the wrestling match. It's about the halfway point and you're about ready to let go. I feel it. I know it. There's someone in this room tonight, you're, you're, you feel like dawn's about to break and you're about to let go before you receive the blessing, before you receive the answer, before you receive the transformation. You're here tonight and you feel like you're about to let go. And I'm here to tell you tonight, don't let go. Put those vice grips on. I want you, the second group, to come stand right here. And I want you to begin to pray and cry to God. Come on, you guys, you're already praying. You're already going after God. Don't wait for me. You're about to let go. I want you right here in the middle. Just right here. Just right here. Saying, God, I'm not going to let go tonight. You're making a statement tonight. I'm not, I'm not, never. I need some prayer workers to come stand behind these ladies. There's a third group of you here tonight. I want you to come stand right here so we can pray effectively. You're here tonight, and you've already, you're already done with the wrestling match. God's already given you a new name. But you've been a chicken on stepping out and living in that new identity. And you've been afraid to step up and tell others about what God's done in you. Yeah, you're transformed. You got the new name. You got the new name tag. But you ain't got the boldness yet to step out and begin to live for God and tell others about how he saved you from pornography, about how he saved you from all the drugs and the addictions and the alcohol and all the hate and the prejudice you had here. You, you're saved from it now. You're delivered from it now. But you're not out sharing that story so that others can be free. If that's you, I want you to come stand right here tonight. You're going to come stand right here, just right here. And we're going to pray freedom over your life as you proclaim your new name. You proclaim that new name right there, right there. Thank you. Thank you, Devin. Anybody else? You're right here tonight and you haven't even started the match. You're right here and you're wanting to let go. Or you're right here and you say, man, I need to step out of my new identity. I'm afraid. I'm scared to death. Right now, all of this room, if you need to move, move. So, Father, in this room tonight, any prayer workers to come and pray? Father, in this room tonight, would you just begin to move? Move. Move. I command the angels of heaven to come down and move in these wrestling matches. Those who need to start, may they jump right in. And God, may you begin to just rumble them up. May you begin to just stir up their hearts and their lives and get rid of the stuff. Those in the middle that are ready to give up, I pray you give them tenacity, the guts. Give them the guts, God never give up. Father, I pray for these four over here that are saying, man, tonight, I want the bold proclamation all over this room, all over this room. Come on, hands lifted to heaven. Can we begin to cry out to God? Can we begin to call out to him and say, God, have your way in us. Bring transformation, bring change, bring the gospel, bring salvation all over this room, even in your chairs. Would you just take this moment and go after, come on.